Welcome to Nuanced Beauty. This podcast is intended to be a spot where my husband Bill and I will capture some complex thoughts and challenge us to hold to our opinions loosely so that we can see the beauty in others and the beauty in ourselves. I want to challenge us to dive deeper into those everyday topics and those sticky topics that we might shy away from or we might bulldoze over others with our opinions. Because I think there's wisdom in this idea that if we all thought exactly the same, there would be no need for anyone else. So let's have a conversation and let's get nuanced. Welcome back to Nuance Beauty. Hey, everybody. As we hunker down in our closet, hiding from Stormageddon out there. Hurricane Adelia. Adelia? 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 I think it's Adelia. I-D-A-L-I-A. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. We have a kiddo napping, and we have another kiddo on an iPad. (laughs) And uh, we, uh, it looks like it's We are keeping calm and carrying on. We are keeping calm and carrying on. Yes. So that brings us to our topic this week that came on us today and yesterday as we were processing and thinking through. Um, Are you a worrier? And how do you handle natural disasters? So, or the thought of a natural disaster? Yeah, we were we were talking with some friends last night, some uh, transplants like ourselves, some native Floridians. About you know, at 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 the time last night, we still thought today was going to be a pretty stormy day, Um, and so we're like, well. Did you do something about it? Did you it? do anything? Yeah. Did you did you worry about it? Uh, it's mostly no. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly no. Or like the one, like a, a great tip, like instead of going out to the store and freaking out and buying out all the water or worrying that they're out of water at the store, fill up all your mixing bowls and your yeah, like your mm-hmm. your pitchers and your tubs full of water. Like there you yeah. go. Um, but did you grow up with natural disasters? No, no. The closest the thing, of one? the closest thing we had was uh, snow, snowstorms, mm-hmm. uh, and because of the nature of the very rural area we lived, we always had enough food on hand for a month or so anyway. Okay. <laughs> because the nearest grocery store was a half hour plus away, so we weren't reliant on a steady stream of uh, of groceries. So we had candles and uh, a wood enough, burning fireplace. A fi- we had a fireplace, so. Uh, if, if we lost power, which we did fairly frequently, mm-hmm. uh, we'd light a fire, we'd put on a hoodie, we'd read some books by candlelight. It was actually really pleasant, mm-hmm. <laughs> all things considered. It's it's a little bit different, I think, here uh, if we lose power in a place like Florida, because I can't just put on a hoodie and then be warm. Yeah, you're worried about being too hot yeah, it's and easy not being to, able to cool off. It's easier to stay warm than it is to stay cool, for sure. Yeah. Um, in Kansas... Kansas City, mm-hmm. Missouri, even Colorado some, um, you have the threat of tornadoes. And something that threw me off, um, I feel like in the past year, I've seen them put out tornado warnings. And I hate that, like, a tornado watch means there could the environment is ripe for the picking. Like, there could be a tornado touchdown. But the word tornado warning in my vernacular means there is a tornado Ooh, on the ground. Vernacular. Great word. Oh, good. Well, see, I, I got I got big words too. You got words. <laughs> but like, yeah, if you say tornado warning, that actually means there's a tornado. <laughs> she, she every time this happens, she comes to me, and, and I get annoyed. 
she doesn't have enough of a pop culture reference to use the following quote. And I wish she would, because she keeps saying essentially, you keep on using that word. I do not think it means what you think. It, I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that 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 annoys me a little bit. But so tornadoes and um, severe thunderstorms, like that was mm -hmm. that's what you worry about in the Midwest. Up in Seattle, we had the threat of a uh, earthquake and a tsunami. Right, but that didn't happen with the frequency of say a tornado. No, uh, like, like seasonally. Like we grew up uh, watching Twister, and you watch that, and you're like, yeah, it's kind of. That's how it be. Like at least like one, at least once a year, there's like, like we a, did tornado oh, that storm drills. We're doing tornado drills and having to like go down to the boiler room of the school and kneel on the concrete the floor. Uh, you the tornado shelters are yeah. usually bathrooms. Yeah, we, we we went to the boiler room in our in our oh, school. Oh, nice. Um, and being uncomfortable as so all get out and it's yeah, we're like, what the heck are we doing here? Uh huh. That's interesting. Um. Yeah, but it was something that just was, and I feel out like... Out of context, sorry, just going back to my story, because you just heard me say my story. And out of context, yeah, my school, we had to go down to the boiler room and kneel on the concrete floor. It sounds really horrific. Sounds like a horror story. It sounds like a massive horror story. Oh, it's a tornado drill, people. It's fine. We're all there. <laughs> it's the making of... It's of, Saw. Uh, it's Saw. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's funny. Um but I, I have a feeling like here and chatting with, you know, people, uh, natives to Northeast Florida, um, the, this area has like a decent track record of not getting much, like not getting the punch of a storm, knock on wood. Um, and wood. It, it happening south of, north of, and like it just not making landfall right here. Storm surge does happen along the coastline. People do get some flooding, but the level of devastation has not it hasn't hit here no what what i've heard from people is uh you know you lose power and that sucks and that sucks yeah the power um, and the not having ac and yeah. it being really wicked Which tropical could be legit dangerous here yeah uh but so i it's funny christina brought this up but how wow it's kind of weird how people respond to things differently uh with regards to uh like emergency preparation yes and as she's saying that i'm looking at this news story from reddit uh, from the Jacksonville subreddit and they took a screen cap and like a news anchor the news anchor is out there doing the thing where they stand knee deep in the water and say oh yeah it's real raining out here chat but in the background there's like two guys and a floaty <laughs> swan floating down the road and the person posting on Reddit is like how dare these people do this this isn't how you hunker down for a storm <laughs> and all the comments are like yeah you're new around here aren't you <laughs> like this is exactly what they're we do like, here they guys were in like a dino suit and a kayak or something uh, whatever ladies like, and gentlemen costume. buzz killington <laughs> but it, yeah like that uh totally captured my idea for this episode of like how people worry differently and yeah. how big of a deal some people would make something and how others of us wouldn't make as big of a deal out of something. I just don't think they were taking it very seriously. Yes. And so the person who makes a really big deal out of a thing, they're inclined to judge the person who doesn't think it's serious to say, yeah, you didn't take this seriously. And then when an accident happens, they're also inclined to be like, I told you so you didn't take it seriously. And then those of us who quote unquote, don't take it seriously. Um, we have the inclination to be like, oh, why were you so afraid? Why can't you just like move on or move mm -hmm. forward? It wasn't as it wasn't that bad. Yeah. And like, so we both have these tendencies on our side. And what, then what you have is one side saying I'm smarter than you. Yes. And the other side saying I'm stronger than you. 
Ah, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Because the people who are worried are saying, I'm smart enough to understand the concern. Uh-huh. And the other side saying, I'm strong enough to handle, to handle the situation. handle whatever comes. And you're too weak to be like me. Uh-huh. And you're too dumb to be like me. To be me. like me. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's a good someone's going to get hit over the head with a club. Uh-huh. But um, with... Uh... We were kind of thinking about like working out at sea on ships, right? Weather is the thing that you care about and you secure for sea. Um, I've been in some nasty storms, like storms where you put your like uh, uh, suit between your legs and wedge yourself to the wall. Your oh. Gumby suit, you put it between oh, your legs. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing about ships is that they move, right? They move, And yeah. uh, your, your bed moves with the ship. And, and the, if you have a wheelie chair, it moves back and forth. Across yeah, that's the... why you don't have wheelie chair. <laughs> but there's, there's tricks that you do where... Um, you know, if you imagine being on a bed that tips 15 to 20 degrees to one side and 15 to 20 degrees to the other side all through the night. So you take out your life jacket or if it gets really bad, your immersion suit, and you wedge it under your mattress so that you get wedged between the wall, which is freezing, and the, and the mattress <laughs> uh-huh. uh, in order to be able to sleep for a few hours. And, and keep you steady. Yeah. But this is just the fact of life for, for mariners and always has been. And people, you know, people die. Yes. You know, uh, 20... Oh, shoot. I, I'm it was go. 2018. No, no, 2016. It was 2016? Yeah, because Zeke was 2017. So it was 2016 yeah. or 17. Uh, all hands were lost on the El Faro when they sailed in a hurricane, Joaquin. Mm-hmm. So this is this is just a, a... But the thing is, I don't think uh, we stand in fear of that. It's just a, another preparation or a checklist that we do. So yes. as as we were talking to our friends, uh, we're like, yeah, but don't you have like the checklist? Because it's brought up at every meeting I have at work because yeah. I work at a maritime company and this is just what you do. Yeah. And the people who work at the bank are like, nah, we have some water probably. <laughs> Whereas we're just, yeah, we're used to like having a checklist and that because it's it's almost this idea that you're going to perform to the level that you practice. So mm-hmm. we have drills. We have drills on a regular basis. And for this is like a perk of somebody who's the more thoughtful like type who worries about things. They created those checklists and mm-hmm. they came up with like, well, in this event, maybe we should do X, Y, Z. And in this event, we should do this. So they're kind of like they have the ability to strategically create checklists. Mm-hmm. And then um, like that's how on a ship like you operate from checklists. Yeah, I, I I like checklists as a friend, but I don't know if I want to take them further. Yes. My, my issue with checklists is the tunnel vision of them because uh-huh. you outsource your own crit, uh, critical thinking to the checklist and you're like, why why is why did things go wrong i followed the checklist uh yeah well there was something that maybe was right in front of you that you didn't see because you were looking at, at the checklist you're so focused so. on that but in an emergency situation you're not gonna think about anything you need to be able to and pull out that checklist and that's where with the emergency mm-hmm. your vision is clouded you're not thinking straight mm-hmm. and you have just uh this instinctual like a hint of a thought that came from a drill mm-hmm. that tells you what and, to do and you know i I feel like we're cavalier about um, uh, worrying. Like, ah, oh, why do you worry? Uh, we, we're, we're the people who don't take, take things seriously, yes. generally. And it's, and it's part because we come from a place of emergency preparedness. It's just the thing that we do. It's not something to worry about. It's just part of our vocation. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I've done tornado drills with Zeke. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, I've walked him through, not just like, hey, here's where our tornado shelter is. Let's talk through why this is our tornado shelter. What different places in the house uh, could we meet the meet the criteria for a tornado shelter? And fire extinguishers and for fire July extinguishers. 4th fireworks. I, I, the, the can- like, so, yes, like we do, but I guess that's where... It doesn't come from a place becomes, of worry. It just comes from a place of... Uh, 
being uh, effective. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just my job. <laughs> Insulting warriors all out there. Like, yeah, yeah. we're just effective. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, the thing is, it's doing the same thing for a different reason. Mm-hmm. You know, so are are you coming from a place of I'm scared? And therefore, I need to do this a little bit with the Fourth of July fireworks. I'm kind of from a place where I'm scared. Yeah. But the bigger thing, the thing I'm going to pretend is true, is well, this is just the thing that you do. This is my job, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to do it like you do anything else. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't. Ca- I don't know. For us, it doesn't need to be this high level of fervor. Mm-hmm. Um, like this morning, I I took a look the weather and it's totally chill out, but because I did see that our area has the potential of tornadoes. And now honestly, it's digressed a lot. Um, uh, but I, I, we had a bucket under the stairs, which would be our tornado spot. So I took the, you know, 10 bottles, large bottles of water. I took a handful of granola bars and I took all of our flashlights and I threw them in the mop bucket. Yeah. I was thinking you should have put that. continued about my day. We just upgraded our youngest from a crib to a big boy bed. Which means we have a crib mattress oh, yeah. sitting in our that room on the ground. Yeah. that would fit perfectly in that, in that closet. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We could be cozy too. But I think this really, um, if you ever hang out with preppers, and I follow the prepper subreddit, uh-huh. uh, part of it's you think something can go wrong. Part of it's just kind of fun. <laughs> Oh yeah. To, to like kind of like go through the scenario Bro. and what would I do and get out of the monotony and like it's you know. a puzzle. It's you're solving a puzzle, uh-huh. you know, of like how do you solve this puzzle with these things? How do you MacGyver this? Yeah. So part part of it's just, just kind of fun. Yeah. Um and, and I'm sure if uh if you compared uh preppers to like people who collect Barbie dream houses, they wouldn't appreciate it, but they're doing the same thing. They're accessorizing. Like <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> And that's okay. Like we yeah, all, we all we like all have our thing. We have our passion. We all basically have the same passion. It just, yeah. it just manifests differently. Yeah, that's valid. Um, I think though the other uh, angle that I wanted to throw in here is um, the reactions of people after a storm. Mm-hmm. I did just touch on the idea of like if you come from a worry thinking and you know, over checklist, you would be inclined to be like, oh, that person should have did this. And like, so a sense of almost like regret, like, or, oh, they were so dumb for not doing this. Mm -hmm. And then, um, oh, where was I going with that? Uh, like, yeah, the reaction, you might have that quick snap judgment reaction, but also thinking about, uh, post-natural disasters or post-tragedies, um, there is the person who will not allow this situation to define them. Mm -hmm. So they want to trailblaze. They want to run right over the situation. They want to run right into like the, the disaster remains Mm -hmm. because they're just going to go full speed ahead to try and process and move forward or maybe not process and move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another person might super dwell on a thing or they, um, they might not be able to go look at the remnants of a disaster. Like it would take time and a lot of grief and like, oh gosh, I, I don't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't be in that spot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think we don't teach how to grieve in any context in our current culture. So that's, that's maybe a, a topic unto itself, but the, um, the thing I was thinking of is, is twofold. One is uh, I do shipyard work in Freeport, Bahamas, which got hit hard by Hurricane Dorian a few mm. years ago. And the, the island really hasn't bounced back from that. Uh, and a lot of people just bounced. 
Oh, they just left. They just left. That that island depopulated heavily. Rather than rebuilding, they're like, you know, I don't need this. <laughs> and they left. I'm gonna go. Okay. And they left. Which I mean, to to go into this week's segment of Bill uh, references a comedian. Do 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 do. Bill has no thoughts of his own. He just references comedians. Do do. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias had a bit. Um, what about. You always see on the news people from Kansas like, we got hit on a tornado again. Well, maybe because you live in Tornado Alley. <laughs> maybe you should move. Maybe you should move. Your house has wheels. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, there's like a, uh, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go. Like, this uh, sucked. This I don't want to be in this ever again. Like, why would I, why would I be in the place where tornadoes happen? Oh, my gosh. That's like, um, I, uh. When I was doing that Stevedore gig in Seattle for the oil rigs, we had to do training related to like um, for Shell. And there is a particular oil rig that exploded off the coast of England or something. And we had to watch like a 30 minute training video about safety. And like, man, in seconds, this was a huge explosion. And a lot of people like their lives were lost. And the guy who was running the training shared that he, you know, gives this training. And uh, this goes to anybody who's new to the industry. And I, I, sh if I was in the industry, I would probably like know the name of this rig and I don't, but one of the classes, uh, new list of people coming into the industry, he, he showed them that video and they're like, yeah, that's not for me. I'm out. <laughs> Bye guys. Deuces. <laughs> yeah. Like, so for him, he's like, I don't even that. No, I'm not, I'm not going to risk that. That's well, not my cup of tea. Can I'm you, out. can you imagine? I'm sure there's somebody out here in the world that's done this, but when you're sitting in the emergency exit row of the airplane, and the stewardess walks up, the flight attendant, sorry, walks up and says, are you willing and able to stand by this door and save the lives of your fellow passengers? Can you imagine anyone saying, nah, fam. Nah, dude, <laughs> Not me. I'm good. I'm going to go into the more cramped row because I cannot accept that responsibility. <laughs> like, somebody in the world must have done it, but uh, only, like, one. Yeah, yeah. Because, and there's two things. One is, you know. Or you're going to say yes, but you're like, no, I'm staying right here because I'm going to be the first one out of here. I'm going to be the first one out of here. <laughs> or like, I've seen enough movies that I think, I think in my I heart of I hearts, right I would save the day. Yes. And like, you know, grit my teeth and say something really clever as I'm like throwing people out the airplane. Um, <laughs> yes. People out. Not today, JetBlue. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Oh, Yes. Where do we go from? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, alternate stand-up comedy reference would have been the classic Sam Kinison World Hunger. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. Oh man, it's a, a bit where he's saying, um, "I could solve World Hunger tomorrow." You just tell him, "Move where all the food is." <laughs> you live in a desert. <laughs> Why are we sending all of our food to them? Just send them moving trucks. They don't have very much stuff. <laughs> Oh gosh. Oh, so that gets, that gets, that gets back to, okay. That gets back to the point of like, does the possibility of a risk, like does the, even the possibility of a storm coming your way, or once you've been through a storm, what do you a do real storm, like, do you move on? Do you move away? Like, do you, you say, you know, I'm not going to be defined by this. So I'm going to keep living my life mm -hmm. and you rebuild and continue. Um, these are all possible outcomes. Yeah. 
And I think where we end up landing is like, yeah, we do the checklists and things and, and yes and no, we don't actually have a physical checklist. We just kind of have it in our head. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of do in our head, but at the same time we, and we, we saw this in ourselves during COVID as well. Uh, we, we don't want our cache of emergency food as this telltale heart of fear saying, um, I don't want this constant reminder. Every time I walk past that bin, that things can go wrong. Uh-huh. I just don't want to live that way. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want that just kind of hanging over my head. I don't feel comforted by having that. Yeah. I feel a reminder that things can go bad. Yeah. I would fixate on the possibility versus just continuing. Which I don't know if, you know, I'm saying that out loud, but like I had a, an emergency suit in every stateroom I ever stayed in. It never occurred to me that I'm going to die. Right. Uh, so maybe it's different. Maybe it's different because I was at work. And at work, you have like OSHA and things, and that's just kind of how it is. Yeah, yeah. That uh, wasn't—I didn't choose to have that. I didn't buy my own. Some guys do, uh, but yeah, I just—I I refuse to uh, just have that constant reminder that you too shall die. Maybe we should. Maybe we'd all be better off if we did reckon with our own deaths more often. Yeah. But Which I just takes us back to another episode. Takes us back to a whole another episode. Uh, but also, like, where are you going to store all that? Right? Mm-hmm. Just, just it's a storage problem. Yeah. So, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Uh, do you fi- do you find yourself making checklists? Do you run drills with your family? Do you have the ladder, that the fire ladder that can get you out of uh, a second-story second room floor. during the fire? I kind of want one of those, but they're really expensive. Yeah, or do you, like, um, guffaw at the people who do all these things? Yeah. All right, guys. With that, uh, be prepared, but not too prepared. Be uh, not worried, but, uh, I don't know, maybe think through some things. Yeah, have a checklist for all your checklists. All right, this week's book recommendation uh, comes from my childhood, uh, which is Gary Paulson's Hatchet, the uh, seminal story of uh, 13-year-old Brian Robinson, who uh, gets on an airplane with a hatchet because that's a normal thing to give as a, a going away present to your 13 year old son as he gets on a plane to visit his, his dad. Here, boy, have a hatchet. Go, go, go to my ex-husband's house and have fun uh, is the setup for that story. And of course, his plane crashes and he has to learn to survive. And this book was so important to me. And there's a number of other books kind of in that genre, you know, My Side of the Mountain and Julia the Wolves, that, that sort of book series, because I grew up in the woods. So this idea of being able to survive in this environment was, uh, was a really fascinating thing to me. But as you know, we went through our hurricane preparedness kit today, I realized, oh, he really needs a hatchet. You know, like, I read a couple of books about this. Well, you, all you, all you really needs a hatchet and, and a little bit of know-how on if a 13 year old can do it. I think, I think, I think we're, we'll be all right. So I'm not sure. I feel like I need to reread this story now. Cause I went back and I read the synopsis, uh, with adult eyes and it says something like, Oh, he, he goes into the woods to survive, but he really finds himself. Like, Oh, this gets really, there's, there's some deeper themes to this. And maybe there's a lot more about like his mom's infidelity and his, his parents divorced. And I really even picked up on, uh, when I was like 10 and reading this, I was like, Oh yeah, cool. A hatchet, right? Let's, let's build a shelter. But having now gone back to this and talking about this out loud, man, I really feel like I need to read. This is a book recommendation by me to me. Thanks me. Okay. See you guys next time.
Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And in the spirit of nuance, I hope you found something that you could agree with and disagree with and still choose to lean in. If you're liking the show, please follow us and share it with friends and leave a rating and review. Until next time.